and and Herschel Walker is just like a big old a big old abortion stan. Just he he loves them, has them all day, baby. Pays for them left and right. It's just like increasingly like the number of abortions <laughs> that his partners have had just keeps growing. And he's just like, oh, whoopee doop. I I just uh, I don't know what happened. I guess I just paid for this thing and then it happened. But I don't feel good about it. Don't mistake me. I don't feel good about it. That's <laughs> I'm against it. I'm against it. It's just great that Republicans. So much of right wing ideology is just, well, are they saying the thing we like today? I made a mistake. I forgot about time zones. I forgot <laughs> that you, sir, are. I was. I was mocking him for his coffee. Oh, yeah. uh, whilst being the very man who demanded that he drag his pearly white ass out of bed at 9.30 on a Saturday to record with my equally pearly but more dumb ass. Um, I'm not going to lie. I actually like the early morning wake up <laughs> record, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. It forced me, you know, I'm like, it's a Saturday, so I slept until like 8.45 or something, but I usually don't wake up that oh. late anyway. So like... <laughs> so it's like whatever my I'm, I'm already up but usually on a saturday i'd wake up i do my whole little routine i live alone now so it's like i'm developing my weekend routine and it definitely excellent, starts excellent. with like a morning jay and coffee set up and you put on like the news quietly in the background maybe i'll pick a book <sighs> off the shelf as i slip on by it you know the whole hey we might the whole the whole deal <laughs> But the problem with that is very quickly, all of a sudden, it's like 2 p.m. on a Saturday and you haven't left the couch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this actually forced you me know. to be like, okay, you can like sit down and like smoke a toke or two and then you got to like do a thing. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Also, welcome to the show. Welcome to the It Is Night podcast, I guess. I'm Chris. Yay. That's Harrison. That's Chris. Hi. We talk about the news... Um, and, and that, that, uh, always goes well talking about the news, the news in our lives, especially when you, well, hold on. It's Thanksgiving you, week, news though. In our lives. This is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I don't know. It's, it's, it, we'll get to the shitty parts of the week, but like, okay. Yeah. I was about yeah. to say, cause there's been some rough news, but dog. it's, you know, it's, it's like but, happy yeah. Thanksgiving belated to, to you listener. And if you're not American, Happy, which is our most genocide of our, uh, holiday. Most <laughs> colonial states have a genocide holiday, and this is ours. Um. <laughs> this is ours. This is the one where we pretend that nothing happened, and don't, don't, don't dig over there. Just, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Actually, no, not don't anymore. We pretend like it did happen. This is like mm. this is like the weird, the weirdest part of American history nowadays. 
I feel like. And mm-hmm. I think most countries are probably facing a version of this, depending on how free their internet is. But it's gotten... <laughs> our cultural memories have, like, weirdly metastasized on themselves through memification in certain ways. So, like, yeah. there is a hyper-awareness every Thanksgiving, I feel like, in the American populace mm-hmm. that it is Genocide Day. And then mm-hmm. everyone just, like, very tensely ignores that and makes it cute turkey day and then we're all just waiting for someone to mention genocide and either it starts a massive argument or it like turns into everyone just like talking about genocide for five minutes and then you carry on and keep ignoring it of course because you want to eat the (laughs) big bird and you want to stuff your face and get the apple pie but like it's weird because i feel like it is totally universally like yeah we're all clear on this but like Let's yeah. just deny for today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 a real it's a real like well, but we've built up so much fun stuff around the central core of shit that 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 I I I like turkey, Chris. I'm only human. I It's one of those don't... yeah, it's like we've we are not willing to outright say that Thanksgiving has has nothing to do with like the pilgrims anymore, but we live it that way. Like we pretend that it actually is related to like the origins of our country, but at this point, it's like right. the Thanksgiving meal is like a representation of like who we are. It's more of a national holiday in my mind than like even the fourth is in many ways <laughs> because like hmm. the fourth is just an independence day which looks like most other countries celebrations of independence days like yeah it's that's just normal to me but like thanksgiving is like a uniquely like this is an us thing and it weirdly works because it's about gluttony and consumption and <laughs> and like it taking sure, and excess yeah <laughs> But like, and just having way too much, uh, and throwing a lot of it away, throwing an crazy amount of it away, making a lot of food that like most of your family doesn't like. <laughs> oh God, so much of that, so many, especially if you live in in the American South, um, a lot of gelatins. Oh my God, I yeah. hate the fucking gelatins. A lot of my family was never of, big on the gelatins. Thank goodness. Oof. Um, good. Have you ever had that, that, it's not hibiscus, it's something that sounds like that, though. Um, it, it's like a tomato-based one. It, ha- Gelatin? Ha- yeah, it sucks. It's so Ooh. bad. It's so bad. It, it tastes, it tastes like a, it tastes like a, a Bloody Mary-flavored gelatin. Jello is what it tastes like. Oof. And if you're thinking, that sounds like the goddamn worst. It is. It is. Um, That's yeah. But McGram, let me let me. I, I, I also I just like gelatin um, has to taste so good. Like it has to be a mousse or something for me to really get behind it. Otherwise, or it has to be like straight up bland citrus jello. Otherwise, it's just like ew. Like this texture is way is way too bizarre. <laughs> I hate it. It's called aspic. Aspic. Um, hmm. it, it, it just doesn't like, I, I, on the face of it, I don't really like jello. Um, I will, I will eat. I'm an adult. So like, I'll, 
I'll eat basically anything that's put in front of me and be polite about it. But like, mm, Jello is one that I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with it. It just tastes like less good than any candy I've ever had, and you gotta deal with the in your mouth while it's ugh, hate it. Yeah, it's fuck aspic, fuck um. See, I can't say I can't say fuck Thanksgiving. It's still it's still just 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 fuck. F- hey, fuck the people that want to make it a weird religious thing. I'll say that. Yeah, I'll say that absolutely. That's reasonable. That God, that it was God that saved the pilgrims and not um, you know, the people that saved the pilgrims. <laughs> speaking of um of salvation this is a terrible segue oh Uh, i don't even know what we're talking oh it's gonna get what what salvation it's gonna get real bad after this um Uh a bunch of people got killed moited this week all over the place oh chris that's that's almost the opposite of salvation i said it was a terrible segue the antithesis but it was it was a little too funny at the same time, so I didn't stop. You myself. prepped me for it, and I <laughs> yeah, I was fully prepped, and I still just it hit, and I was not I was not prepared. Ooh, yes, yeah. in the yes, uh, indeed. What 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 was it? What was it called? The uh, the the Colorado Springs nightclub Club Q Club 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 Q yeah Club Q in Colorado Springs was shot up. On Saturday, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, killing, I don't even even know how many, I'm sure the number has been updated, but like over a dozen Six. people, over another dozen what? people, maybe it was eight people or something, I don't remember, because there was also the Walmart shooting, which we'll get to in a second. Um, there, don't you um, love it when we have to differentiate between shootings in a single week? Yeah, it was, it was an especially fucked up shooting at this nightclub because it they was. were holding an event that was meant to honor people who had, you know, queer people who are killed in mass shootings, which happens every year. I think specifically they were honoring the Florida victims or maybe there was a Colorado uh, gay nightclub shooting victims. I mean, again, that's how horrible... Of a place we live that I don't know which <laughs> victims they were honoring, but um, it was an event to basically be like, "Hey, we're loud, we're proud, we're queer, and we're not afraid." Um, so we're gonna go out and party, and they did. And then the shooter comes in and starts shooting people. And what is n- n- a a nice part of this story is that a bunch of people in the club got like took this guy on and like brought him down basically um which is which is great also the first cop on the scene who was a very young cop um you know took action immediately like you know took i think like two minutes for him to arrive and the gunman was down uh four minutes after the shooting started which is like obviously a cop is never going to prevent a shooting because you you can't, but that's pretty good as far as this one. And I'm not saying cops are good. I'm saying this one guy did a good thing and went in and didn't stand outside afraid, which is good. Um, and also didn't inside, stand it's good that and... like, people acted in concert to protect one another and stop the shooter, which is really cool. 
However, I don't have my notes in front of me right now, so I don't remember. Did this shooter die, or did this shooter get arrested? Do you know? No, he's alive. He's alive. Um, he's in custody. He is badly beaten. They have released the pictures, like his booking photos, and he... I mean, they beat the ever-living shit. The guy who... One of... one, It was... Um, a woman and a guy, a trans woman and which we'll we'll get to that. The reporting was very frustrating on this one. Um, but a trans woman and a um, an army veteran dude just like um, kicked the shit out of him <laughs> to the point that he stopped moving and and they thought that they had killed him. Which I mean, honestly, if they had, I mean, good, but, yeah. It's also um, maybe a nice deterrent. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like a shooter in a nightclub is very scary, but also, <laughs> like, you are surrounded by a shit ton of people. So... <laughs> That's... And, and the fact that... The fact that, that there were people there that had the wherewithal to, you know, run towards it and be like, no, not on my fucking watch, no way. Yeah. Um, That's incredible. Now... The cops, speaking of. Um, yeah, all of my the, info the, is based the on man, a report that came out on Sunday, so I'm sure there's a lot of updates I don't have since it's a week later. <laughs> the, the, oh my God, it has been a week. Um, the man was who, who stopped, who was one of the people that stopped the shooter, um, was covered in blood the you know because he had just been beating the shit out of somebody and he had been helping other people so he was you know bloody um and when the when a bunch of cops showed up they uh beat him up and and like arrested him for like an hour oh my god or he was in custody for a awesome Uh, i mean you know i i hate how not surprised i am that the cops showed up and beat beat up someone at a gay nightclub beat up the wrong guy (laughs) yeah um well, it just God. started wailing before they like fully knew that one's that one. It is kind of tough because you know then the converse is that if they hadn't beat up that guy and he was the shooter, then I can also see some problems arising from that. The the, the I mean, like you were saying, there's there the, uh, there are myriad reasons why this is so particularly fucked. One, the fact that they were specifically gathering um to celebrate like against violence towards their community um and to have it targeted yeah for that express reason is a is a level of fucked um that i shouldn't none of us should have to imagine but we're we're increasingly being forced to imagine that as as it just becomes more and more chill to say things like um, to, 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 to label anybody in the queer community as a groomer, um, which is increasingly becoming the case. We've, we've talked about that a lot, how the right wing rhetoric has really moved in that direction. Uh, and as a result, the conversation that has come out of, uh, Colorado Springs has been pretty fucking abysmal. Oh God. If, if, I haven't even interacted with me. any of the right wing media about, 
about this no, because... No, that's... See, man, that's the frustrating thing. It's really not... It's... it's. Oh, is it like um, CNN and shit? I mean, that doesn't surprise me either. Yeah. The New York Times, CNN, uh, WAPO, at least. Those are just the ones that like I made a note of. Every single one of them referred to the trans woman as a drag queen. Really? Yes. Oh, now, granted... Fuck? Is this one of those things where none granted, of them did their own reporting and, like, the original local reporter referred oh, to them abso- as a drag queen? Abso- fucking absolutely. Absolutely, that's what happened. The, 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 what, the, one of the people, the army vet who, who helped stop it, um, I think he incorrectly referred to her as a drag queen. Innocently, innocently, yeah, innocently. You just went through a giant in, traumatic in, event and a stranger next to you you know, helped you beat someone up. I don't care if you mislabeled them in that uh, context. You're forgiven. Right. <laughs> but but the point is that is that not a single one of these major news organizations thought it was worthwhile to like ask the actual trans woman. <laughs> or to ask the actual fucking person yeah, you like, know, to have more than, than a single source on this uh is wild. Um but also it we have not really seen the solidarity, I think, from the non-queer community around this one, which has been really upsetting. Um, because it really, really, really feels like the reason we haven't rallied the same way that we did after Pulse um, is because the guy's not Muslim. That's, that's, that's the only reason I can think of. And also because I think a lot of people are correctly pointing out that violent rhetoric inherently violent rhetoric like saying they're groomers they're pedophiles you know every queer person is a pedophile or like literal pedophiles chris literal language of (laughs) of violence not even implied violence because like true the people the online communities a lot of people who could potentially become shooters are on are you know talking about killing (laughs) queer people yeah like (laughs) yeah but they're they're becoming in their own minds increasingly justified because of language like groomers of course yeah because of language like groomers i mean that 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 really is because you can you can justify any action in if somebody is committing the ultimate sin of corrupting a child yes you can you can commit any action to to stop that you can you can justify any amount of evil to say well but isn't it good that we got the 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 kid diddler and 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 but as a result it has it has now like entrenched because again we're just more used to the rhetoric now so it doesn't seem as surprising i mean we're more we're more used to the rhetoric we're always more used to mass shootings because they're always happening so it's like right. those two things combined are like, well, that just makes sense. Well, and it was the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So it's the Saturday before yeah. Thanksgiving and it's the Saturday, two Saturdays after a massive election. So it's just kind of like there's so much fatigue already going on with yeah. with like people just, I mean, which I don't blame anyone for. This is just like an, a commonly overworked 
season our holiday seasons for americans especially anyone who's working in like retail and shit so it's just like god bless you which like by the way and like frankly people who work in retail and service are are going to make up a large majority of the people in the street when you have a lot of protests you know it's like yeah people who have have a lot to be upset about already and if it's you're exhausted <laughs> like i can't blame you for maybe just like taking some self-care before the holidays it's unfortunate it's everything about it is like not lended the attention and the world cup is going on so it's like even the news isn't keeping up with it really because every day well, they gotta and, have their piece of the world, world cup news <laughs> Which we'll get to Qatar and the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, where, where? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But that was a that. I mean that that's a really good point. That like, quite frankly, anti queer sentiment is in the air right now, everywhere. Just generally speaking, it is it is like a very much in the zeitgeist, and it is like you should be so concerned, so incredibly concerned by anybody, 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 anybody that didn't there were just so many people like i mean tim pool types not not like not anybody legitimate but that that just again entrenched themselves and were like not only am i taking no responsibility for my obvious culpability in in stoking this fire which is now raging and consuming (laughs) all but I'm going to throw some more gasoline on it. Fuck you. I'm not apologizing. Not only am I not apologizing, I'm going to double down. I'm like, they, they have in the wake of this tragedy. It's like, we don't even get, we don't even get that time to breathe anymore. You know, we don't even get, it's just wild, man. Like, like the difference between pulse and club in club Q is, is disheartening and should be, deeply alarming to anybody that gives a fuck about anyone in the queer community or just the general welfare of the queer community it's very i mean it's it's very fucked well and it's and it's confused i think there's this particular shooting because of the context the timing i think really matters for how much people are paying attention but also another shooting happened a couple days after and very quickly, it's easy to, you know, it's like, it's easy to wrap it all into the box of shootings, you know, right? <laughs> because there's also just that. So it's, which is an unfortunate act of, of maybe unintentional, probably unintentional in the part of like mass media, but an act of erasure that to your point is problematic because we need to be focusing on the obvious separate attacks oriented at queer communities Mm -hmm. and mass shootings in general both big problems sometimes in the same part of the venn diagram but often not in the same part of the venn diagram too so right right now they've been in the same part of the venn diagram which i think has made it easy to not recognize the like this is part of a, a a expanding effort of queer genocide in the United States, frankly. Right. But it's easy to ignore that. No and, one and, wants and to just, say and that. Just the a, U.S. loves to deny their genocides, as we already talked about. So, yeah, with one starting up, we don't but, like the 
we don't no one wants to talk about that um. <laughs> no one wants to talk about the little the the little genocides going on um so the other one was in Roanoke, Virginia. Thought it was Chesapeake, Virginia. I believe. Chesapeake, Chesapeake, Chesapeake. Oh fuck. Walmart. Seven people. Yeah. I think the shooter did kill themselves in this one. They did. Among the seven were um, This one was a Walmart employee, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Which is like yeah. this is just a this is another different type of really sad where it was like the night crew. This happened at like 10 o'clock at night. These are the people this who are is... in the store restocking shelves. And like, I think he was a manager in some capacity. And he just like walks into the break room and just starts shooting coworkers. Yeah. It seems to be a bit of a San Bernardino situation where it was disgruntled employee. Not that that makes it better. That's another that's another thing that's really frustrating about a lot of these conversations is that somebody being upset at work is is to me not still not a very comforting thought that that you know everybody is so generally dissatisfied with the state of of working in America that Oh, man. I mean, that's like, honestly, I don't think San Bernardino is the right comparison. I think in a way it is, but I think the, a, a better comparison for both is that... the postal shootings. Because the postal shooting, that's, because exact, that's the yeah. first example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first example of people getting overworked to the point where they come into work and start killing coworkers is the post is going postal. That's where that phrase comes from is shooting. Don't you hate shooting up your that. your fellow post workers and it's not surprising to me that walmart would have similarly uh not friendly not good work environments <laughs> that might lead yeah. to someone coming in and, and killing people like i don't know right that they've just been crushed to the point i mean again not not <laughs> by no stretch of the imagination am i defending the reaction but i just i do very much hate that speaking of going postal doesn't that suck that i think i learned that phrase a long time before i learned anything about the history of it you know like those string of killings um which is good that says that says great things about our history and our ability to remember things uh (laughs) and to not turn them into jokey little phrases that we now just toss about willy-nilly that's like all of american Uh, society i mean a fucking paddy wagon (laughs) is a police car but a paddy wagon originally was was called that because all the irish immigrants were getting arrested so it was the wagon that had all the paddies in it and then all the irish became the cops so it was the cop cars that had all the paddies in it And, and now it's just become part of our diction that like it's a synonym for cop cars paddy wagon but it has such like insanely like prejudiced origins (laughs) Uh, love that love that about about our our honesty with ourselves and our history that's great i can't imagine that it's going to breed any kind of problems in the near future oh yeah we haven't seen any Um, signs of that should we change over to another? We've done our shootings and we're running out of time. So we've I done. Wanna, 
We've done the shootings. I want to see what what else do we have to talk about. I feel like there's a lot. There's China. There's the protests in China. There's boy howdy. Oh God. There's there's midtermy stuff. We could talk about the runoff in Georgia. You're in Georgia right now. What's it like I to be around right runoff now. shit? I'm assuming annoying. <laughs> it's annoying. Um, it's it's just like this. This one is pretty incredible to me, just because of the insistence upon being a one-issue voter by many people. You know, like it's abortion. It's abortion. That's that's what we vote for. That is. That is our final little bastion of, you know, the right being able to say, like, we're good Christians and, no, we're actually moral people because we want to save the babies. That's it. That's all they have, like, left. That's the only, like, hill. Um, And then Herschel Walker comes along, total carpetbagger, uh, not a Georgian. (laughs) has never really been a Georgian. Uh, it's not even like he had a sizable stint where he lived I thought in he the was state from, after playing. I thought he was born in, a, no. in Georgia, though. He may have been born there, but that that I don't know. I do know that he was not living in Georgia when he went to go play football for Georgia, and he did not move back to Georgia uh, anytime afterwards for any sizable amount of time. Um, so shall we say, a tenuous... It would be like me running for office in Virginia. Do I have connections to Virginia? Yeah, kind of, but, like, not from Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not... I went to school in Virginia, and that's about... A as, classic as, as, Republican move. It's Romney moving to Utah so he can be a Utah senator, and Oz moving oh, to Pennsylvania so he can run in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Rip, except not really. It's, Rest in peace. It's very... Dr. Oz. <laughs> Oh, fuck you, Dr. Oz. Fuck you, Mimit. Um, and and Herschel Walker is just like a big old a big old abortion stan. Just he, he loves them. Has them all day, baby. Pays for them left and right. It's just like increasingly, like the number of abortions <laughs> that his partners have had just keeps growing. And he's just like, oh, whoopee doop. I, I just, uh, I don't know what happened. I guess I just paid for this thing and then it happened but i don't feel good about it don't mistake me i don't feel good about it that's (laughs) i'm against it i'm against it it's just great that republicans so much of right-wing ideology is just well are they saying the thing we like today yeah and if the answer is yes then good good on you fella get in here it is it is wild let's make something happen a willingness and this is not only both, and this is versus both sides of uh, war not yeah like like a legitimate a legitimate practicing christian one who actually like, literal reverend know, any decent christian should should be a pretty big fan of them yeah literal reverend um, warnock is like who is this like oh god also just like our fucking like obviously politically and ideologically i like reverend warnock a lot but yeah, it just bought it. Bought it's one of those things that will always bother me about this place is the amount of pastors and reverends who have seats in our Congress <laughs> is yeah, <baby>. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, and you see, and again, this is where like this is where the fault lines really start to show in in 
Republican thinking is that it's like on paper, that's your guy right there. Yeah. You were always bitching and moaning about there not being about the separation of church of state, not being small enough. And then you get a literal pastor <laughs> like at, at the church where MLK preached out there just being like, Hey, I'm a super decent guy. And you're like, yeah, fuck him. Give us, give us that abortion having football player. He's got an R beside his name. That's how you know he's good. <laughs> that's how you know you can trust him. They're just full of shit. That's really, that's really the bottom line. Is that there's just no, there's no consistency to anything that they think. And we know this. Like this is, I'm spouting the obvious, but it, it's just really frustrating when it's this obvious. You know. When it's this in your face, and I mean, it fe- it felt like the run up to to the twenty sixteen election when, you know, all this stuff was coming out about pussy grabbing and oh like just the most awful shit you can imagine, and Christians just rolled over, straight up. So many of them. So many. What does give me hope so in so this so situ- they fight so goddamn hard. Just to not even back up their beliefs when it matters. Awesome. Great. Love that. Love that for you. Love love your little God and his and his mighty wonders. <laughs> we really it is funny how how organized Christianity in America has in large part, and I know I know hashtag not all Christians, but like, you know. No, but shut the we fuck can, up. We hashtag can safely... not all white people, hashtag not all men. It's just like I'm allowed yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, just yeah. generally say Christians in America suck because generally they do. Between uh, <laughs> yeah, between evangelicals and Roman Catholics, yes. Like uh, yeah, suck. Suck. And that's and, I don't and, know, and, like and, 60% and I'm allowed of the to say that until yeah. And I'm allowed to say that until evangelicals or Roman Catholics start pulling their heads out of their asses and 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 get your fucking boy. <laughs> like your boy is drunk, my friend. You got to do something about this. And until you do, I am perfectly fine putting you in 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 a little category of you also suck by association right now. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's not good. I interrupted you. No, no. I mean, it's I'm. There's nothing to say. I was just curious about the vibe of that of being in Georgia at this time. Because it's spooky. It's what's what's I guess heartening is that Raphael Warnock is the incumbent, and he did have a very slim victory. And this time, it's kind of like I feel I don't I don't get the sense that Herschel is pulling a lot of people into his camp. You know. However, yeah, Georgia's election but... system is like weirdly. It's like been going through changes where it's like, is it gonna? It's it's weird because Georgia, the the governor of Georgia, almost mm-hmm. definitely rigged the election that made him governor. But most certainly, it's hard to tell if he's doing that since he's become governor because there's some really important races that have been lost by Democrats in Georgia. Or uh, won by Democrats in Georgia, where I'm just kind of like, I don't think that was the race you would have let happen if you were still up to that. So I feel like there's uh, he did it for himself, but maybe he's not doing it now that he's the top man sort of deal. 
because he doesn't want we'll to see. like rock the boat. We'll see what happens. But like Kemp's an odd guy, and the, there's a there's a kernel of hope in corruption, in that the person at the top wants to stay there, and just because yeah. they're corrupt doesn't mean they're going to do a thing that is going to be generally harmful all the time. They're going to try to do the thing that's best for them, and I think. The thing that's best for Kemp in this situation is to not fuck around too much. Because right now he doesn't have the feds on his side. Like, if there is doubt in the Georgia election on a federal level, there will be an investigation that Biden wants done. So, like, you're not going to have Trump backing you up if the Republicans win and it looks <laughs> sketchy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, which, and then also, like, he's he's made an enemy of Trump because he didn't, you know rubber stamp his stealing of <laughs> attempted steal of the last election well that's of course because um, he didn't have he didn't have the say so he backed his secretary of state because he didn't want to look weak which is great thank you Raffles, Raff, um only nice thing you ever did i guess we can end on well let's what what do we got we're at 35 ish minutes now let's briefly talk we're about china and then i really want to talk about our bad content for today because i have Ooh, words me too um mm, china's excellent. kind of exploding into protests right now not everywhere but in different important states or regions i don't know how they uh section up their country but um but yeah, like there's been a lot of worker strikes related States. to overworking. There is an Apple factory or a factory that makes Apple products there is experiencing like a lot of worker riots right now. Basically, they were told they were not going to get paid what they were promised and that they were going to have to work more. And then all the workers started kind of spontaneous hand-to-hand combat <laughs> with all the management. Cool. Um, <laughs> In the People's Republic? I know, right? In the People's Republic. There's also a bunch of issues regarding China's zero COVID policy because that's resulted in lockdowns that aren't like U.S. lockdowns where like you're locked down, but you can still just go anywhere if you want. No, no, no. No, they are like you are locked down. And people are like, I have not left my building for three months under like government like strict orders. And there was recently a massive fire where a lot of people were killed because they couldn't get out because the doors had been like blocked after months of not being used and the firemen couldn't get in for the same reason. So you just have firemen who are like trying to get into this building while like there are people screaming in pain as they burn to death. And that has pissed off those people. So now they're protesting. It's it's become a, yep. a thing where it's kind of it's interesting to to see to see this happen. It's also interesting that we are aware of it. There's like a lot of things that make this interesting. Um. Yeah, if if we're <laughs> if anyone outside of China is aware of something, it is it's gotten pretty fucking big uh, that that they can't clamp down on that information spreading. But um, yeah, they. See, like these are these are real government draconian measures that do deserve real protests <laughs> yeah. in the street. Like it's it is wild to see Americans try to like get solidarity with them over like yeah. See, we also fought our when our government tried to. It's like our gut. You shut the fuck up, you big baby, <laughs> you child, you you absolute 
mental peasant if you think that these are remotely the same thing. You were asked to stay inside and to wear a mask. You were asked very politely (laughs) to stay inside, and if you didn't, everything was fine. Yeah. Everything was just fucking fine. You were told the reason like, you're there being were asked no is for legal your own protection and for others. And if you leave, you're an asshole. And that was uh, it. And in China, they're like, oh, no, you're staying inside, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, you're staying inside. And when you don't, we will set you up, which, you know, China loves to do this throughout its history. But they've been doing the thing where they'll just like put you in a circle and then just shame you. Like have everybody like yell bad things at you and I mean and, that's like, that's spit part of their and... uh, this part of their citizen rating system now too. If you like yeah. jaywalk, that'll be registered. And I'm not kidding. Jaywalk is a literal example. Will be like registered in your like citizen behavior whatever app in the phone you carry around with you because you'll lose citizen points if you don't carry the phone around with you. And, you don't have it. And if you like jaywalk or something, they'll put your name on a billboard, like on digital billboards. They'll just be like, here's your there face and name and be like, you just did this thing as like a form of public shaming. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's, it's real... Um... I don't, I don't, there are plenty of, of speculative, uh, uh, sci-fi novels that, that, like, I hate to always go to 1984, because that's just the one example everyone knows of, and, 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 and just, like, have not read very, 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 very clearly by, by how much they get into, like, it's really funny when they talk about Big Brother, it's like, did, did, (laughs) Did you get to the end? Did you read that book? And it's like, yeah, Big Brother's the bad guy. No, Big Brother isn't real. That's the. Again, did you not finish that fucking book? Like, <laughs> no, it was an invention of the state. To God damn it! Like, <laughs> like you realize it's, that Big Brother culturally, like it's like you're confusing yes. the cultural use of Big Brother, which did come from 1984, and what it is in 1984. Because right. the cultural use of Big Brother is to refer to the surveillance state. That's what it means Absolutely. culturally. It's just Big Brother equals surveillance state. But no, when you're reading 1984, right, Big, Big Brother is an actual like quasi-character in the novel that you are interacting yeah. with throughout. And then you realize that Big Brother is not an actual person. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, it's just so funny hearing them refer to it, and they're like, it's like that character, Big Brother. You remember Big Brother? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, God. God damn it. Okay. That was literally the whole point about the ending was was that they were controlling both sides. And the Anyway, uh, enough of 1984. It, it, the, the point is that just like when you hear shit about this, it sounds... It's it's kind of like watching Andor. When when you see their prison, you're like, "Fuck, that's really scary because it's like close to something that could happen." You know, like then you see like how they've turned public shaming into this weird thing where they're projecting people's faces. It just sounds so dystopian in like but but in a fictional sense. Like it's the sort of thing where you're like, "Well, but surely they're not they're not doing that. It's like, no, no, this isn't. Oh, they are. <laughs> this is this is actually <laughs> happening. Yeah, this. I know that this sounds uh, like it would 
have the makings of a great Blade Runner type uh, sci-fi thriller, but no, sir. This is present day and real and terrifying and a damn shame. I always wanted to go to China. Yeah, I kind of did too, but it seems like that's not going to be an option for us. Um, nope. Oh well, but hey, why oh, well. why instead of a trip to China, why not why not take a trip through time with our bad yes. content this week, which is yes. the new Netflix series Ancient Apocalypse. Right. Speaking of real ancient civilizations, <laughs> let's talk about some fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that you were picking a fight with academia? Because there's a lot of people that just don't want to hear this. You have been at the front of the line for decades, and you exposed me to a lot of these controversial ideas that have now been substantiated. Well, I'm Graham Hancock. I don't claim to be an archaeologist or a scientist. I am a journalist, and the subject that I'm investigating is human prehistory. Oh my god, what, okay, so briefly, briefly, for bad content, Hit it. I am so excited to talk about this one, but Me I'm going to give the brief synopsis of this show, this guy, in this episode, and I'm going to try to do this as fast as I can, so we can get to the funny, like, shitting on him. To bit. the meat. Um, yes. <laughs> so this show yes. is from a journalist, a guy, a self-proclaimed not-archaeologist, is journalist, <laughs> who has written a bunch of books and is basically seen by the academic community as kind of a ridiculous hack. And his books are pretty popular. They are about the notion of, and his whole shtick, at least the way he presents it in the show. I've never read any of his books. It's about the notion of, uh, of an ancient advanced civilization that exists pre ice age. And oof. Ooh, it's hard for me not to just like immediately jump into my opinions of the show. So in this pilot episode, he's like, all right, so all these archaeologists like think I'm a hack, but I think there's shit to be learned from prehistory. And it's like, okay, I don't think anyone's disputing that, but whatever, go on. And, yeah. <laughs> and then he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, so let me tell you about this like double thing in this episode one there was once a great flood right after the ice age okay again no one's disputing that like lots that's of cultures. kind of an afterthought yeah of the episode he, like, too. Throws like that, that only gets brought up in the last five minutes he, like throws that in at the end but it's the title of the episode is like the great flood or something but most of yeah, the episode yeah, yeah. is about this hill in uh where in i don't remember an asian uh, place <laughs> It's, it's because um, I'm also a hack, so I didn't take notes while watching the show. And it's this hill that they that archaeologists have discovered is actually it's, it's, no, we can. It's Indonesia. Indonesia, okay, an Asian it's, it's, island. It's Indonesia. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, but it's uh, uh, Gu, Gu, Gunung Gunung Padang. Oh yeah! Wow, nicely done. Um, yeah. yeah, it's basically this giant, it looks like a hill, but it's actually this thousands of year old giant uh, pyramid-esque structure that... Uh, possibly, possibly. Well, no, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's really being disputed in the show, but it's... Not in the show, not in the show. Oh, yeah, okay, right, I, I'm right, interested sorry. what the other facts are. I have all of my... I was about to do side <laughs> research to this. I, I literally was about to do side research while I was watching the episode. And then I was like, you know, without doing side research, 
I think I can point out how every argument he's making is stupid without facts, and I would rather do Excellent. that. So that's that's my Let's do it. gonna be my side of the of the show. Today. Yes, but uh, <laughs> but. But anyway, so he's like, this is this, he says it's a pyramid-esque structure, there are these archaeologists, they're doing shit, and they date it back to, like, these really old dates, where, like, Mm -hmm. people of the region, archaeologists know, were in hunter-gatherer communities, and they imported all these volcanic stones to build this thing. How do we know, how how can it be that this man-made structure is this old, and what does that say about about what existed pre-Ice Age. Maybe there was some advanced human civilization, which he implies, here's the thing, he uses, the whole show uses this conspiracy music that everything he says, which is, by the way, not enlightening, but everything he says is like this big reveal. And and it's always... And it's always just like a big reveal when he says, like, perhaps this was an ancient <laughs> civilization, which is also like the implication being that it's kind of like an ancient aliens deal, but it's just humans. It's like that humans had a global mm-hmm. civilization from a long time ago on the scale of like some intergalactic species. Oh, yes. <laughs> which, oh, yes. But that's the thing. He doesn't say that in the show. I'm sure he might say that in his books, but in the show, there's like these just heavily implied moments where it's like, that's what he wants you clearly to be imagining in your head, but he's not going to say right. more than the phrase advanced civilization because, or super advanced or whatever. I forget exactly what he says, but like, he's not going to expound on that. So anyway, this is the thing. There's a hill. It's old. I think I've done most of, most of it. Now let's get into it. Cause more details will, will fall out as we talk about it. <laughs> it, it, it will. I also, the one thing I think is important to, to point out in the first episode is that, um, he, he, there's a subtlety here going on because the first episode largely doesn't posit anything and then it kind of slips it in when you're not looking. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it really, it's just like, isn't this strange? Look at this thing that's strange. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty odd. And he's like, yeah. I might have an answer. But anyway, let's move on. And you're like, wait, well, hold on. What, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what is it? Like, he's he's very cleverly, like, slowly building this argument by, like, positing real archaeological mysteries. You know, things that we don't have good answers on to begin. And then he's just, like, like at first, it, it's tricksy. It's very tricksy, Chris. Well, no, that's like, like I think y- you can see. I think you've hit the nail on the head for the whole because I I actually watched this a couple days ago and I was uh-huh. so like riveted in like hate watching by the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. That I watched the yeah. next episode. And yeah, me too. Okay, <laughs> and it's like there isn't an argument here. Like it is the mm. the argument doesn't build episode to episode because all he's doing each time it's just like mm-hmm. i am suggesting 
that because it's literally like to scary music, archaeologists don't know what happened past a certain date. So then because yeah. we don't know what happened, I'm going to suggest literally any fucking thing I want to because there's no mm-hmm. evidence to the contrary. And then everybody calls me yeah. a hack, but there's no evidence that I'm wrong either, motherfuckers. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. everything <laughs> you're doing is just like taking an ancient rock and then being like, this could be perhaps this is a sign it's like or perhaps it's a rock man like i <laughs> right right no in this in the first episode has a great example of that because it shows you it shows you like the the cylinder or the the colanders and you're like those are weird looking you know those look handmade they look like they were cut and then he just like ever so slightly mentions once like and uh, this is a naturally occurring rock formation, um, and 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 there's plenty of evidence that other people uh, built things similar to this using the same construction. Okay, but what if they actually cut it? No, but that's it's like, what do you mean? What you just? Oh, I'm so glad like... you brought that up because yeah, he points out like, hey, well, here's the thing. Maybe they did cut it, but it's this notion of like, maybe we have like stones that were formed by volcanic volcanoes that are used in building. And then they're right. also he'll he he does this more in the second episode, but like he'll do this thing where he'll just go he'll point out another place and be like like you said they use similar rock there and then this other place yeah. in the globe also near a volcano they use the resource there to build stuff <laughs> and then he uses that as this argument like this is proof of like a global network of like an advanced civilization it's like no what it's proof of is people using a readily available resource for building material that happens yeah. to be readily available in multiple locations around the globe what what it proves is that humans are naturally resourceful i mean like i don't i don't sick dog i think we knew that yeah <laughs> like or i like, think that most or like with the pure the not pyramid pyramid thing which i am interested to hear about what like the research is that you've found but like oh i can't yeah 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 but like it's he's it's one of those where without knowing any facts related to this beyond what he's presenting to me he's going down and being like if you dig if when we dig deeper we find that like you know the chemical dating makes it this much older and the original foundation of the structure could be like twenty two thousand yeah. years old or something pre-ice age and i'm like yeah maybe yeah. like the thing is it's like could what be. you're saying is not something that anyone cares to dispute because it is just an obvious yeah sure but he's saying it like it is like everyone believes that what i'm saying is nonsense so when i say this obvious thing and then say that archaeologists like don't think it's nonsense it's like no no one thinks it's nonsense we just think that you're literally making mountains out of molehills hill here because like yeah it makes yeah. sense that a really really old civilization of people which no one disputes that there probably were and also the definition of advanced i'm using air quotes here is like that we can yep. we can be very fluid with that definition yep. i would consider the aztecs to be an advanced civilization so like what are yeah. we talking about but like yeah it makes sense you would build a structure twenty-two thousand years ago and maybe over millennia you need a new structure so you just build yeah. on top of that old one because it's a really good foundation for a new one. And you just keep doing that for thousands of years as you need updates. And it becomes this massive hill of a structure. It's not a crazy <laughs> idea, but he presents it as like it had to be like built by like some crazy ancient civilization. It's like, but you've already just described That's, the yeah, different yeah, yeah. levels of it are built in different yeah, yeah, millennia. Yeah. 
so it can't be built at one time or something by a civilization. You've already broken that argument because you've already pointed out that different levels of it were thousands of years apart. Like <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Because because it, it also like that that was the thing that was a little confusing to me at the at the outset of this series is that I, I for a little bit a little bit there at the beginning, I thought that perhaps there was a good faith argument being presented. Oh, me too. That maybe he actually does believe some of these things and like and he's actually seeking to because there have been instances of that. You know, like like he is positing himself as the sort of guy who like one of the famous uh, cases is with the Trojan War, how we thought forever and ever and ever that there was no such historical event that ever took place and that it was completely made up. And then we found good evidence to suggest that, no, maybe there actually was some sort of historical basis to that. And, you know, and it took academia a while to to get on board with that and to. But, Chris, that was in like the 50s. Mm-hmm. We're talking about modern day where they have lots of technology. And what he is asserting is that all of academia is completely uninterested in anything that he is positive. Which is like. Which is, which is, which is true, but you then have to consider, but why? Well, and also the way because... he's presenting it, it that, is, that is true, but he is not presenting yeah. it that way. He is presenting it that academia no. disagrees with everything he is showing on the show. Yes. Which is like, yeah. no, and academia... And he's like, they don't want you to know this. Yeah, it's like academia <laughs> agrees with like 95% of what you're saying. It's that 5% where you draw a wild conclusion that they don't agree with. It's that, like... <laughs> it's that 5%. See, because this entire episode you were saying, maybe... There was a group of people here a lot sooner than we thought. Fine. Fine. No one cares. You know, let, let's, ex- let's explore that. Well, well not that I, no one I cares, think, but I don't like, care. Like, I don't see you say that and go, oh, my God, you're a liar. I go, okay. Like, my reception towards that is, that is fine. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But what's happening is that then he's taking the extra step, which is what I think he's doing. I actually haven't gotten this far into the series. Um, but what I think he's doing is that he's going to... Because if you're, just, if you're just looking at these ancient civilizations and going, isn't it wild that perhaps, you know, like the invention of a city-state goes back a bit further than we thought? Yeah, that's interesting. Let's... let's, let's Let's, let's look into that. Let's talk about I don't that. think that's what he's doing. I think what he's doing is saying, is building this argument that there was one single super civilization that then spread their super information, their, their architecture, their what have you, to these other smaller civilizations. And that that's the only way, the only way. That they could have possibly built something I, here's the thing, a long Harrison, ass time ago. It's just like I I hope he <laughs> makes that argument because that would at least be him landing somewhere. What I'm really afraid this show is gonna do because it is a Netflix show, is that he's going yeah. to circle that that argument, which is not a good one. But as opposed to actually right. making an argument, right. he's just gonna circle that the whole time. But then officially, the show is just gonna state the thing that everyone who is above the age of 20 and receives an education already knows, which is that at one time, thousands and thousands of years ago, there was an apocalyptic event that made 
that made human civilization kind of have to restart. We already know that. And maybe you could right. call that an ancient apocalypse. And I think that if you he's going to end yeah. the series that way or end the season that way. And because of that, he's going to say, well, I'm right, obviously. And it's like, yeah, no one's disputing that there was an ancient apocalypse. No one is yeah. disputing that. What we're disputing <laughs> is this implication you're making the whole time that like there was some ancient civilization that befell that apocalypse it's also what annoys me about shows like this is they are not only obviously hackish because of Mm. the dude doing it the way he's doing it as we've been talking Mm -hmm. about they're obviously hackish because it does not fucking matter there is like we here's Uh, the thing you can tell me that you can find something tens of thousands of years old and that it is an important step to learning about our prehistory Sure, and loosely that matters. But in general, Mm -hmm. we just don't, like, beyond a certain point, there's nothing we can discover that's really going to help us learn that much concrete shit. Because all of our clues about prehistory are from all over the world, from different cultures, in different Mm -hmm. states of being, and it's just kind of like, we just don't know. We just, everything is a best guess scenario after... 5,000 years ago, right? Probably after 2,000 years ago. So it's just like a, eh, you know, it's like these are our best educated guesses off of the constellation of maybe connected evidence that we have. And I'm talking about (laughs) this is the professional situation. So it's like, at the end of the day, there is no conclusion this show could make, even if it was under the most good faith argument that would have substantive, like, importance for discussing today it might be interesting now but like i don't think that that like really unless unless we discovered like a truly insane thing in prehistory very little is going to like affect my day-to-day life and there isn't anything like he's implying that there's some secret we're going to learn in the series about prehistory that'll help us avert a future apocalypse. And I'm just like, no, we already know what we need to do to avert a future apocalypse, and we're not doing it. So, like, I don't need this show. Like, this isn't yeah. gonna, this isn't gonna help. <laughs> I I so, and now now so I'm unfortunately now going to have to watch the rest of this because um oh, it has piqued my curiosity. Dude, I am too. You know? We're gonna have to do another like, episode I, because otherwise I'm gonna be annoyed. I watched the rest of it. <laughs> I yeah I I I have a suspicion. I have a nagging suspicion that we're going to get into the territory of uh, one Ignatius Donnelly. Um, oh God, who the fuck a, is that? A, Ignatius Donnelly was a congressman from the United States who wrote a book called. I think the book is just called Atlantis. But the subtitle is the anti do Oh anti Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti world. Um anti like Deluvian. E, not an I. Deluvian, that's it, that's it. Uh, Devolian. <laughs> Before Robert Devol. <laughs> um yeah, the anti Deluvian. Um right, because deluge. Um this is the guy who posit- who originally posited the idea of an ancient super civilization that weirdly enough the the only reason why I know any of this is because of the movie 10,000 BC 
Um, <laughs> and because uh, is that James Cameron? No, I don't know. It's someone. It's someone Michael Bay ish. It might be Michael someone Bay. like Michael Bay that is. It's not Michael Bay because uh, oh, I know I know that I like him slightly better than Michael Bay. Anyway, the point is that uh, this is a fairly unfortunately common idea in a lot of uh, particularly right wing circles. Because what it's positing is that there's no way that brown people could have done this. So there must have been some super white civilization a long time ago that then sent like its missionaries all across the world oh, yeah. to teach it's, the little piddly it's the deep racism hunter-gatherers. Of, of, it's ancient yeah, aliens yeah. racism. It's You look at an ancient thing and you, say, <laughs> and you say there must have been. It's, it's so funny because it's one of those things that's like it. I don't think it's always willfully ignorant, but it's just impossible to tell when it is willful, yeah. willfully ignorant yeah, yeah, yeah. because it is so yeah. stupid. It's like I actually can't tell if you're stupid or not, if this is yeah. a con or if you're just – if you really are that dumb because it's like you are looking at proof of an ancient civilization and then you go, this is proof that maybe there was some ancient civilization that helped these people build this thing. And it's like, no, no, no. This is proof that these yeah. people were the ancient civilization. Like, <laughs> were the ancient... Exactly! <laughs> yes! It's like, how do you exactly. look at the evidence and then go, maybe this thing that there isn't evidence of is involved. It's like, no! <laughs> God! Yes, that is exactly what, what, what I've been trying to drive at and just haven't been articulating well is is that this entire episode seems at first to be kind of like a nice thing for indonesia just kind of like you know they want to know about their ancient history it may it may very well be the fact that they have an insanely ancient you know human civilization site there that's certainly worthy of of looking into a little more but it's with the aim of being like, and they didn't build it themselves, you know. It's like, whoa, hang the fuck on. Why not? <laughs> Why? Like, I was perfectly content when I thought that, like, like that makes a perfect amount of sense to think that. The bottom line is that we just think that, that, that humans uh, pre-enlightenment were just like morons when there's just no evidence to suggest that that is the case. It's like, no. We made ourselves morons in the Dark Ages, and for some reason you think that that means that we didn't have the capacity to think like we can today? And there's just, my god, does that keep being proven wrong time and time and time and time and time and time again. Yeah, it's um, it's so annoying. <laughs> but with this actual site, there's a few things with this actual oh, site. Oh yeah, the real, um, the real facts. Lay it on us. The real facts. So... One, he acts like, and he's like, but these rocks were quarried over 5,000 yeah, miles away. Yeah, he does say that. It's like, that's not, that's not fine. You know, like that's, that, that would not make any archaeologist worth their salt blink twice. Like that's not, that's not an incredible fact. That's just what they did. <laughs> like, yeah. That's how the Parthenon was built. That's how the pyramids were built. Like, they got yeah, the rocks from the, the rocks place where really the rocks were. Away. Yeah. <laughs> they needed rocks. Like, so bringing that up as some example of like, oh, wow. Can you believe that? Like, how did they do it? I don't know, dog. 
probably the same way that they've been doing it, or maybe they came up with a different way, because again, I think they were smart. You don't seem to, but I'm perfectly fine with oh, that. Oh yeah, I'm one of the big, I am a big believer in like ropes and pulleys and ladders have been around for like all of human history. It just so happens you make Dude. a lot of that stuff out of things that decay very easily. So there is an evidence of it. Like, <laughs> I, like there's I a also, good chance so... that we had a lot of the construction equipment thousands and thousands of years ago before we maybe had a record of having that construction equipment because why not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah put put a pin in that we're, we're i want to come i want to come back to exactly that in a second is just is just like the reason why i think some of these uh, particularly western observers have such a hard time buying into this but one thing that you desperately need to know about this site that they do not bring up well at all is that it was a former volcano so chris why do you think there might be underneath some cavernous chambers? Oh my god. <laughs> oh like that they didn't bring god. it up once. And not only that, the 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 rocks that were quarried from far away, that was the top layer, baby. All of the shit underneath likely originated in the volcano that the place used to fucking be (laughs) like it's just so they built a structure around a volcano basically around a dead volcano so they used the stuff that was already at the base of the volcano to just build a nice little temple on top of the volcano what is so hard to believe about any of this oh my god well and there's this other thing he brings up maybe this is the second episode but he talks about like how a lot of ancient pyramid-esque structures are built around or on top of water sources and uses again uses this similarity as evidence of some sort of global networking genius some sort of connection which but is also just like or maybe it's because uh water is the like elixir of life and protecting a fresh source of water makes sense and i don't (laughs) and that can be all of it (laughs) yeah do you seriously think that every single culture that's ever had mathematics in the entire history of human civilization, you think that every single one of them got it from the same source and that, I don't know, it just makes sense independently. So they probably came to a similar conclusion because that's literally how science works is that you should be able to replicate something and it still works. God damn. It's so, it's so ignorant. It's ignorant of history too. I mean, the fact of the matter is humans are weird and we do find similar ways to solve similar problems calculus was invented on two different continents in the same time by two different people yes like yes i mean not exactly the same time but roughly the same time which is insane yeah calculus (laughs) like it's not crazy that different people can come up with virtually the same ideas well and also the fucking notion that he uses well but that's what that's exactly what they're seeking to undermine. Yeah, is that is the idea. idea that individual cultures can come to similar conclusions? But it's by because using that undermines the, the idea that there's some. It's yeah, yeah it's by using Ugh. the evidence of universality to Ugh. to say that there had to be the evidence that humans have universal things or like beliefs. Yeah, 
or concerns, yeah. which is true. We do. That is evidence yeah. of this like greater civilization. Because again, with the pyramids, he also points out that like almost all of the pyramids have to do with some religious life death cycle thing. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. So you're going to say that's a sign of an imposed global civilization and not the fact that all humans live and die? And maybe that they would have some spiritual reckoning with that is is shocking to you? Like <laughs> it's, it's right. It's remotely surprising. It's the same thing. It's the same thing when shit like lines up with the stars. Like, oh, you mean the shit that they could all see? And that's like kind of pretty to look at. That that's interesting to look at before television. That any any <laughs> human at even with fucking television, it's still when you see a really starry night, you're like, God damn, that's just wild up there. And like that's a very human reaction to have. Yeah. And you're just like, no, no, they, 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 these have to be related by something greater than just similar physiology. <laughs> I was like, I don't think it has to be but that's that's what what i'm driving at with all this is that like the base of conservatism is really anti-communalism not anti-communism anti-communalism they don't like when people get together for any express purpose right because that that spells bad that's how you get unions that's how you get yeah that's the beginning uh, of protests that's (laughs) exactly so i think We've just, I think people like, like Mr. Mr. It's Graham. What is his last name again? I don't remember. Um, Hancock. Uh, I think Mr. Hancock has just been sipping on the Kool-Aid of like, people are inherently selfish and only look out for number one and can't come together to do anything extraordinary They've just been sipping on that so long that they see something extraordinary and they're like, there's no way that people were able to organize themselves in a way to do this. I'm like, eh. I mean, there's a way. May not have been a, you know, may not have been the will of everybody there to do so, but yeah, there's a fucking way that this could have gotten done. You just don't believe in people. You're just anti-humanists, a lot of you. Honestly, Yeah. It is, or they only believe in in top-down forms of organization to the point where they really can't conceive of <laughs> other forms yeah. of organization. It's like, first of all, there were plenty of ancient hierarchies, but like, you could also build a pyramid under not a hierarchy, you know? Like, a group Good. of people, horizontally organized, could easily come together and decide to build a structure. Like, that is not... That was out of the question. That was really funny when he said, and what is the definition of a pyramid? If it's just things in a row, but that's not the definition. You just said, what is the definition? Offered just not at all a definition and then just ran with it for the rest of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, While we are Uh, not defining phrases like advanced civilization, of course. Um, no, why would you? Why would you? Oh, that was a really, really. This, this is the last thing I say. I'll say. Um, first of all, he used the phrase almost literally overnight, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> it, it's either literal or it isn't. Uh, you can't almost literally overnight. Um, when he was talking about like the 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 flood, 
which again, he only very, very briefly touched on, despite the fact that that seems to be the crux of his entire argument. But the... I'm pretty sure every episode <laughs> is going to mention the flood. Stalking. I think that's going to be his whole... It's going to be the theme, because what else is the ancient apocalypse? <laughs> well, he was... Ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about... um um. He said, I wrote it down because it was so stupid. <laughs> uh, suddenly, he's talking about like the development from hunter gatherers to to like full blown city states. Suddenly, began farming and <gasps> raising livestock and eventually building cities. He's suddenly. I yelled at the he's TV. He's talking about the years nine thousand five hundred to four thousand bc and he thinks that's a sudden development yeah when he's accusing archaeologists of like yeah and then just like suddenly this happened it's like no no one no one thinks we suddenly started farming we think a dude started farming and probably more like a thousand dudes started farming all over the planet and then their neighbors started doing it because they saw that it worked and over right. millennia it spread <laughs> over literal thousands of years over that not only that that's just very obvious what what he he's saying in as many words that he doesn't understand how carbon dating works you know because he's seeing all of these things and he's like well you're telling me that just all of a sudden we got these tools it's like no dude those are in the same group because we can generally say that they are within like a 500 year yeah. like, like they, they they happened within a certain time span we're not saying that they just appeared all at the same time <laughs> when we're grouping them into like categories of time oh god he just remarkable he doesn't under it's it's it is remarkable but it's it's i hate that i i feel like Americans are are remarkably susceptible to stuff like this. Oh, oh yeah. Because we we I mean I mean that's how you get something like someone like Joe Rogan is that they don't really know anything. And then we're like, well, it doesn't matter if he doesn't really know. If I like him, if I like the way he talks and you know, generally presents ideas, and why do they have to know anything? It's like, no, no, hang on. It's also you just do like, want some professionals, <laughs> like yeah, and like when you're Joe Rogan and your whole job is literally like talking to people, and you have this annoying conceit of like you're gonna ask these logical questions that like you have three hours to fill. Like, yeah, you're gonna fill it with whatever the fuck keeps the conversation going. Well, and the thing is, he always like his questions are always is based on what the talker is talking about like he joe rogan never Mm. applies any real context to the conversation when he's discussing something with someone i mean occasionally he will if they're actually getting into politics but like pseudoscience shit like this he just accepts what the guy is saying and then just asks for more questions which elicit more bullshit like it's just (laughs) oh all right we gotta be done with this because I gotta go we, soon. We do, yeah. But, we, like, hot yeah. damn, I am excited to watch more of this. And by that, I mean I'm gonna hate it, too. but I am excited for it. I'm gonna hate every second of it, but you know what? That's what this segment is for. <laughs> All right. Have a have a good uh, Cyber Monday. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-huh.